As we continue our series on our identity and where we find that, we return once again to the book of Jeremiah the prophet. I'll be reading from the 18th chapter, the first four verses of that chapter, um, and I invite you to listen to the word of the Lord as you watch this image. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at his wheel. The vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, this morning may the words of my mouth, indeed may the meditation of all of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Jeremiah, the prophet, lived at a tumultuous time in the history of Judah, the southern kingdom. Toward the beginning of the 6th century B.C., he was a prophet at a time when um, the, the southern kingdom was about to fall to the Babylonian Empire. He knew it was coming, he, and despite, though, his best preaching to his people, they wouldn't turn from their ways. They continued to worship the idols that they had made. They continued to worship the little g-gods uh, of the neighboring countries and culture, and he was heartbroken. He cried over this and cried about that frequently. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. And yet, Jeremiah also was gifted by God with a wonderful prophetic imagination. And God used that imagination as he spoke to Jeremiah and said, go to the potter's house. Because he knew as, as Jeremiah came and watched the work of the potter at the wheel, he knew that he had a message to give to Jeremiah to help him to understand how it is that God works and reworks through his people and throughout all of history. I love the image of the potter and the potter's wheel. Um, I'm always amazed at people who can make beautiful pottery. You see, Miss Charlotte has put beautiful pottery up here on the altar, and I have brought a few pieces of my own as well. But I love this analogy as we think about how God shapes and reshapes us throughout our lives, shapes and reshapes us as a church throughout the life of the church in order to be the vessel that God wants us to be. A couple of years ago, I went to an event uh, in a home 
there are a, a number of local artisans who work in pottery, mostly through Lone Star College pottery classes, um, were there and had all their wares that, that were there in the house. So Martha Tice and uh, Judy Mayhew from our church were two of those that had, had some pottery there. And the way that that worked is you come and you enjoy looking through this house of all this beautiful pottery, and then you make a donation to uh, fight breast cancer, and then you get to take home whatever pieces of pottery you would like to take home. And so I brought uh, the three pieces that I got from that day. Um, I got this wonderful bowl um, at, at that event, and I got this... Um, this piece here that has become a, soup rest, a, a spoon rest by my stove. I'll let y'all see that back here too. And then I got this in, really interesting piece that sort of crumbled on the side, um, but I thought it was really interesting, and I got that piece as well. They all started, as did these other pieces up here, as lumps of clay. <laughs> as lumps of clay in the hands of someone with some skill and with some imagination. It makes me think about Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, when we have that beautiful verse that the Lord God formed man out of the dirt, out of the soil of the earth, out of the clay of the earth. And he formed man into a man and blew into him the breath of life and man became a living being. That is such a beautiful image, and I think about pottery, because you see, we're all formed by God. We are all shaped by God. We are all reshaped by God when needed. <laughs> um, but it's all at the hands of a loving God who is infinitely patient, infinitely creative, infinitely loving. Our true identity is found as we identify and, and accept those facts of being formed by a loving and creative God. And so to continue the pottery uh, image, one of the things about pottery is that it's unique, right? Every piece, if it's made uh, by hand, every single piece is going to be unique. Even for like chalices that, that a number of them are made, maybe with the same colors, each one is slightly unique because they are made uh, at the hands of a potter. Likewise, you and I, we're unique. We are unique because in the 7.7-ish billion people uh, on, this, on this earth today or in the greater than 100 billion people who've ever been on this earth, <clears throat> no one is just like you. No one has been, is, or ever will be exactly like you. You know we know it through fingerprints and now through the eye scans, right? That's one of the ways you can do identity. But there is nobody else who's had your collection of experiences, who's formed exactly the same way, who carries exactly your DNA and the essence of who you are. You are unique. Even as all of these different pieces of pottery are unique. We're also functional. Pottery is made for a reason. Can you imagine history before somebody had the imagination and the skill to discover pottery? 
Imagine all you could drink is what you could lap from the river at the time. You had no container. Imagine what it meant for the civilization of humanity when pottery came on the scene as a container, um, as a way to mix things. It is functional. It is made for a function, even this piece. So this is a piece that the person who made it, it's, I don't know if you can see from back there, it's got a little like a squish there. It sort of fell, is what the artist said. That it sort of just fell. But then they decided somebody might want it. <laughs> and they painted it and fired it. And sure enough, when I saw it, I, even this has a function. I have a bathroom that's kind of black and gray in decoration. And this goes in there on the sink so that people, guests, can put their jewelry or whatever in there when they get ready to take a shower. It all is functional. This beautiful piece, I think I already told you, this has become the place where we lay our spoons by the side of the stove. Very functional. We two friends are shaped with a purpose. We're shaped to be the vessels of God's love and God's care for the world. We're shaped and occasionally reshaped in order to do that. We are functional. We all have different gifts. We all bring different things to our lives. But we can put those gifts together and then the church itself is able to function as God intends for it to function as well. The other thing about pottery that I love is that it is artistic. It is, um, it is creative and it is beautiful. I think about this bowl particularly. Um, you know, you can just make a bowl, right? It would have, be functional if you just had just a bowl. But the care that someone took with this bowl to paint the inside and then to etch all around the outside, it is really beautiful. Each piece up here is tailored and comes with creativity and artistic skill. Somebody had to think about a beautiful blue border and just simple flowers on this that make it not only functional, but a thing of beauty and artistic skill. Friends, that's the same with you. I've told you before, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 139, and, and the part of that that I call to your attention today is where the psalmist is, is amazed when, when the psalmist considers the intricacies of the human body, of their own body, and then declares, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Friends, you have been touched by the artist's hand. You are beautiful at the hands of the Creator God. Now here's the other thing about pottery. It's kind of fragile, right? How many of you are anxious because I'm walking around <laughs> with a piece of pottery? <laughs> Those of you who know me well should be very anxious, right? <clears throat> we are fragile. We know that clay pots will break. If it is dropped, if, if, many things can happen to it to make it chip or break. It is fragile, and friends, so are we. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, has been talking about what, what a marvelous gift of Christ's light that is, lives in us that we are allowed to share with others. And Paul writes, but we have this gift in clay jars because that's what we are. 
we are fragile. And he says it's so that the glory will go to God and not to us. We know we're fragile. Those of us that are getting older know it really well. <laughs> if you've been ill, you know, if you've had a diagnosis, goodness, look at what happened in the Bahamas just, you know, with this hurricane. Humanity is fragile. Our lives are fragile. But the power belongs to God. And God is able to use us for his marvelous works. It's true for each person. It's true for the whole church. I think some about our own United Methodist Church, the beloved church that I've grown to faith in and grown to ministry in, and, and the turmoil that the United Methodist Church is in as we, as we seek to clarify, uh, once again, uh, the issues before us, and, and talks about division, talks about what to do, um, with the United Methodist Church, and I invite you to think with me that perhaps God is reshaping even our own beloved denomination over time into something that is going to be so beautiful and so useful for God's work in ways that we can't even currently imagine. I pray it may be so, and I invite you to also pray it may be so. What about our local church? In what ways are we unique, as with pottery? What are the, the unique things that are specific to this church at this time in our history and this community? How are we unique? How are we functional? You know, how, how is it that, what is the purpose that, that God has given us as a group to do, to be a vessel? What is our function? How are we doing at that? How, how about how beautiful and artistic we are? I, mean, I look out at you and I see a lot of really beautiful people. Lumps of clay, but beautiful people <clears throat> that have been touched by the artist's hand. And our church too is artistic and beautiful and gifted. I honestly believe that, that in any local congregation, God provides all the gifts all the talents, all the resources for the church to perfectly live out the mission that, that God calls for that church. As we begin to expand our thinking and believe that, we'll see where that functionality and the beautiful art of God comes into play. We certainly know how we are frail, and God uses even our frailties for God's glory. How might God be shaping us as a church to contain the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ to present to the culture around us? How might God be shaping us to be able to raise up a generation in the faith to bless and to grow our own children, our own grandchildren, the children in our programs, the weekday learning center, in our public schools all around us, through programs like Kids Hope, and through mentoring, and through prayers, and just our influence? And what about blessing kids around the world? How might God be shaping us to help families be stronger, to be hope-filled at a time that some feel hopeless?
How might God be forming our church to help marriages that are stressed and, and difficult to become blessed and whole? How might God be shaping and reshaping us to bless seniors who are alone and may feel forgotten? Can you imagine with me how God can take all of us lumps of clay and form us into the vessel that contains the grace and the love of Jesus Christ to share with our community at large? What a beautiful sight. What kind of vessel are you? As you look back over your own life, how can you see God working in and through you to shape and to reshape you in your life? And can you present your life to God today? That through Jesus Christ, you may be reshaped into a vessel of God's love and God's grace. The potter is ready. Are you? Let us pray. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Amen.